Hey friend, we're going to talk about how to find more energy. A lot of people always ask me, how do you have so much energy? How do you have so much energy? Especially if you're up all night with your rabies. I'm like, you know what? Let me think about this for a minute. And I wrote down everything that came to my mind. And so I'm going to give you 15 ways to find more energy when you're in a very demanding season, even when you're not getting that much sleep. <laughs> because maybe mom life, maybe work, managing all the things. It can often feel like we're running on empty, right? Like we're just trying to stay afloat, like we're running around a million miles an hour, and it can be exhausting. It can be really tiring, and it can feel like we never even have a moment to ourselves to rest, right? And so if you're feeling tired, if you're feeling exhausted or a little bit drained with all of that, if you feel like you got to have your third cup of coffee to stay awake and just to get through the day, then I completely understand. We're going to go through a bunch of tips that are going to really help you to optimize your energy, even if you're not able to get that much sleep because of all the things on your plate or because of the ways that your babies are waking you up continuously at night. So I just feel you if you're in that boat. And this is all the things that have really helped me survive and helped me to maintain really high consistent levels of energy to do all the things that I need to do and all the things that God is calling me to do in these demanding seasons of being a mother to littles, of the craziness of military life, often being stationed apart with my husband, of solo parenting, of a lot of military moves, all the things. This is what has kept me going. And honestly, I'm so excited to share it with you because I think these are so many hacks <laughs> when it comes to our energy levels. It's much more than just our sleep that's playing into our energy. And oftentimes we don't even realize it. So let's talk about it today. Let's give you a bunch of tips so you can plug the holes of the things that are draining you energy, your energy and that you can boost your energy in all the ways that you can control. Hey sister, welcome to Arm to the Heart. Do you want to make an impact as a military mom and be the best mom and leader you can be at the same time? Are you finding yourself stressed and weighed down by guilt with how much your time your work steals from your family and often worry that they're getting the leftovers of you? Do you feel alone carrying the heavy load of pregnancy, postpartum, of motherhood and uniform with so many expectations to perform in your job, stay physically fit, and such little support? Hey, I'm Megan, and in my early years as an active duty mom in the Army, I was so burnt out. I was just wishing for more time with my baby, the freedom to actually put my family and faith first while still giving my best to the team. And I was giving all I had, but it just never felt like enough. Trying to bounce back quickly, feeling all those pressures to prove myself in a male-dominated unit, trying to manage the home the best of my ability, and keep our marriage strong through so much long distance and dual military life. I just felt like I was falling short in all of it, but especially failing my family. I felt exhausted. I felt trapped in the army, like I was losing myself in what mattered most along the way and just doubting whether all of those sacrifices were worth it. I finally cried out to God to direct my path and he started showing me that there's a different way to find more balance and more purpose. So in this podcast, you're gonna find time management strategies, holistic health and fitness tips, and mindset transformations so you can find that balance that you long for to be who you're called to be for both your family and your work without having to compromise what's most important. So lace up those boots and put on the armor of God. Let's run this race up before us as sisters in arms, as sisters in Christ. All right, number one, nutrition. Nutrition, nutrition, nutrition. The healthier we eat, the more energy we're going to have. And the more balanced our plate is, the more balanced our energy levels are going to feel. So increasing our protein, our vegetables, less sugar and less caffeine, actually, and drinking more water. Eating every couple hours healthy snacks to keep our energy more even. I notice, especially while I'm breastfeeding and especially when I'm sleep deprived, especially postpartum, right? Our body's working really hard. And during 
even long work days and everything like that, you know, we all have those lulls in our energy. So you probably start to feel a little bit of a lull, maybe mid-morning. You start to feel definitely that lull in the afternoon, right? And we're always like, oh, I need some caffeine again, right? But if we actually focus on healthy snacks and eating more frequently and less like huge meals that take a lot of energy to digest, the more steady energy we're going to have throughout the day. So that is a key. And that's been something I've been doing like as long as I can remember as an athlete. Like I remember I was the person like even in high school, my teachers would have these roles of like no eating in class. And I was always eating in class anyways. So any of my friends could tell you <laughs> that's always me. I was always the mom of the group who would bring all the snacks in my rucksack when we're in field training. And it's just pretty funny. So the more we are able to continue to maintain the habits of nutrition throughout our day, the better energy we're going to have. Number two is exercise. And I want to encourage you, this is not just the exercise that's really challenging for our bodies and, and kind of like beating our bodies into the ground. I'm talking also about life-giving exercise and recovery. So even something as simple as a walk, taking more walks throughout the week and also recovery forms of exercise. So sometimes our body is going to crave more gentle forms of movement and especially in different seasons of our life, being attuned to what our body needs. And even through the different phases of our cycle, our body needs things that are more gentle when we're in our menstrual cycle period of time. So start to become more attuned. What is your body asking for it? And don't be afraid to listen to it. All right. Number three is sleep hygiene. So even if we're not able to sleep as consistently because our baby's not sleeping through the night, it's totally okay. My four-year-old is still not sleeping through the night, but how can we focus on the quality of sleep even if we cannot always control the total quantity, right? So what is our sleep hygiene routines? As we get ready for bed, are we eliminating or limiting our exposure to our phones and other screen time before bed? It's going to actually lead to better quality sleep, even if we're not able to sleep quite as long. Okay, number four is mental health. The more we are in a good place in our mental health, the more energy we're going to feel. If we learn how to process our emotions so we're not so drained, carrying around a lot of pent-up stress and anxiety and burdens that are weighing us down, we're going to feel like we have more energy and, and vice versa. If we're carrying around a lot of burdens, it's going to be really heavy, heavily weighing on us and it's actually going to be pretty exhausting. So we will feel the physical effects of what's going on in our mind and in our hearts. And so the, the better we're able to develop the, the skill set and the tools to take care of our mental health and to learn how to process and release our emotions in a healthy way, then we're going to have more energy at the end of the day. Okay, number five is prayer. Prayer can be such a beautiful fuel. It really can give us energy because again, it, it goes back to like our life is a spiritual battleground. Our mind is spiritual battleground. You know, we, we go out every day and we're facing a world that does not necessarily know Christ. And we want to be that light in the darkness wherever we are, whether it's in our work setting, whether it's in our family life, the way we're living out our faith in this world, and that's countercultural. And so the more grounded we are in prayer, the more energy and grace we'll have and strength we'll have to go out and live out that call faithfully. Number six, this one is more, sorry, this is in no particular order, by the way. I really want to encourage you if you have tried a lot of different things and you're still, feel, still feeling really, really low on energy, I want to encourage you to go request to get blood work done with your doctor. There are sometimes thyroid issues that come up, especially through pregnancy and postpartum, and it could be spurred by a variety of factors, but sometimes it happens as a result of a pregnancy. And so that's one thing that I just encourage you not to wait on. If you feel like something's off and you're really feeling like there's 
my body really does not feel like normal amount of energy. Even when I try a lot of these other holistic approaches, there might be something deeper going on. Number seven is life-giving work. So the more grounded we are in our faith and also the more we're able to live out a life that is aligned with our purpose and our unique gifts and our callings and our talents, when we're able to have an outlet for those things, we're doing life-giving work, it's going to fuel us. We'll have so much passion for it and we will experience this excitement to get up every single day and to do that work. And I know that's what I want to do. I always want to be asking the Lord, how do you want to use me? How do you want to use my gifts? How do you want to use my talents to grow your kingdom and to bring more people closer to you? And so if we are not doing life-giving work, it can feel incredibly draining. And so even if you're, let's just say you're in a job that does not feel aligned anymore or seems to be sucking the life out of you, I totally get it. I was there too. So what are some things that you could do to maybe step up in a different way or to see a, see a gap maybe that you could uniquely fill or maybe you could get involved in something outside of work that really lights your, lights your fire. You know what I mean? Like we got to have that spark around something right? That, that is bigger than ourselves. And if it's not in our job, then look for it outside of that and know that that will also give you energy. It's going to be life-giving to others that you're serving and it's going to be life-giving to you at the same time. Okay. Number eight is to identify and reduce the energy drainers. So this could be everything from people who drain your energy. It's like the kind of people you're surrounded by who are, you're like, oh man, like I feel very tired and exhausted after being around that person. We all know those kinds of people, right? But it could be the people, it could be other influences, it could be social media, it could be even maybe certain TV shows and things. Like notice when you feel drained. And I encourage you, especially with the social media and TV, oftentimes we go to those things when we feel like, I just need to decompress, I just want to numb out. But like it actually doesn't fill us in the way that we need to be filled. And so it could suck suck more energy from us. And many times social media I know can really do that because we're either falling into comparison, more insecurities. It just like leads us down a sometimes a spiral impact in even our relationship with ourselves or our bodies or um, our lives because we're really comparing to what looks like perfection on the other side of the screen. You know what I mean? So that's one thing. So when we're looking at those energy drainers, whether it's the people influences, the inputs, we can also reduce those inputs and reducing the inputs can also reduce certain expectations that we might be holding and comparing ourselves to of all these things we should be doing to keep up. And honestly, it can really protect our energy and peace. So don't be afraid to set those boundaries for yourself. And I want to encourage you too, when it comes to influences and inputs, we become what we behold. What we're taking in is, is what we'll become, who we'll become. So we become who we surround ourselves with and what we fill ourselves with. You know, and so just just really think about that. I always very intentional, right? Who am I surrounding myself with? And that includes mentors, coaches, friends. Like I really want to be very intentional about my influences because it shapes us, whether we like it or not. Sometimes for the better, and sometimes for the worse. And we just have to be aware of that. Okay, number nine is rest. And what I mean by this is different types of rest. Did you know that there's different types of rest? We actually. There's a lot of different types, and this is what I'm going to be including in my group coaching program that'll be coming out pretty soon as one of the components of it, but there are different types of rest that will fill us in different types of ways based on what we need. So of course, there's a physical forms of rest, and some of that may be sleeping or napping or the gentle, like I was talking about gentle forms of exercise and movement that's really life-giving and restorative and then there's other forms of rest that are mental rest there's emotional rest there's social rest creative rest there's lots like spiritual rest right 
And we have to realize that based on where our deficit areas are, based on the ways we're expending our energy, we also need to be restored in our energy in the opposite ways so that that, cu- that part of our cup can be filled again. Otherwise, we're not going to actually feel rested. Our cup won't get filled, even if we try to, again, decompress with one form or another. We won't be meeting our actual needs. So rest is a really big one, understanding the types that you need based on what your day-to-day looks like, and then making sure you're actually meeting those needs. And with that rest, it doesn't have to take a lot of time. It could be super simple, just a minute or two, really asking, what does my body, my mind, my soul really need right now? And then being willing to listen to it, honoring that need instead of just pushing through. Number 10 is one thing that really drains our energy is when we outsource our worth to other people's opinions of us. So I want to encourage you, something that will allow you to maintain a a better energy throughout your day is when you don't have to feel like you're you're constantly having to earn your worth and you're constantly having to earn your approval by everybody else's opinions of you and i actually was reminded of this yesterday because i was i went to dinner with a friend and we were catching up and it was so good and she asked me like she actually asked me a question about how coaching has helped me to feel and show up differently even in my military environment and i was like wow what a beautiful question and it made me realize like how much more confidence and composure but mostly like inner peace I have as I go about my work day because to be honest before I learned so many of these things that I now am able to share with other women through coaching I felt a lot of insecurity even just in the day-to-day it's like it is a prison to be in when you feel like every single room you walk into you have to fight so hard to earn your worth to earn credibility And that you feel like every single person is judging you and you have so many insecurities about those things. You have so many insecurities about your physical appearance and your body image and like so many factors, right? And so I now, I don't have that. Like I can go have hard conversations and advocate for myself or advocate for my family or advocate for the soldiers under me and other people. And I am not worried about everyone else's opinions of me but i'm able to be like you know i can do the right i can i can fight for what's right i can do the right thing and i can have the courage to do that because i no longer am allowing i'm out i'm not outsourcing my worth and my value to everybody else's opinions of what makes me valuable i understand that my value is god-given it's unconditional and so it allows me to have that just inner peace and confidence that I, I never had before and it's just a beautiful thing and so I just want to encourage you like that affects your energy and it's so draining right mentally and emotionally when we're walking around in the prison of insecurity and I just want you to know you don't have to stay stuck there I can help you move out of that place and I've helped a number of women to do that and it just is beautiful the fruit that can come with that okay number 11 is to stop overcommitting. <laughs> Saying no to things protects our energy, my friend. Just because we can does not always mean that we should. As my friend said yesterday, I love this wording of it. She was like, just because we're capable of something doesn't mean that we're called to do that thing. And I was like, yes, because it's so true. And I I think many of us, right, especially when we're driven to make a difference, when we care so much about other people, when we really want to help. And I was telling her too, something I've had to like kind of almost undo a little bit of this mindset of is part of in the military we have this mindset of never leave a fallen comrade like you never leave a soldier behind right and it's like as a leader we're ingrained with this mentality of you see a problem 
you got to step up to fix it. You see it, it becomes your problem, right? You take ownership of it. And so many of us, when we have that personality to begin with, and we want to help, we want to do the right thing. We want to make a difference, right? We have a heart to serve. We take on so much. We take on so many burdens. But what I've really learned, again, the hard way through all of these just over committing and overextending myself over and over again and realizing the cost of that on my family and my mental health and everything in my marriage is that just because I could be the one to do that thing doesn't mean that God is calling me to be the one to do it. And sometimes it means I have to pray and entrust that to the Lord. And other times it means I have to literally hand it off to somebody else, right? And to delegate. And maybe God has given me or you the vision and the unique lens to see that that problem in the way that nobody else can see it. And that is a beautiful gift that he might have given you. But it also does not mean you have to be the one to see it through and that you have to carry that all by yourself. As my friend reminded me the other day, she's like, I have this beautiful dream. I'm going to share with you this dream and my heart in another episode. It's a really big dream. It's absolutely terrifying, but it's what God is calling me to do. And she's like, Megan, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? And I was like, I don't know, more time, the right time, more space. She's like, when is that going to come? Oh my God, you're right, you're right. And she's like, you don't have to do it alone. You're not going to do it alone. You're going to bring people on board and do this. This is not just your battle to fight. You know what I mean? That's not how God wants you to approach it anyways. And I'm like, yes, you're right, you're right. So we all need people who are going to like speak truth and love to us like that. We all need those kinds of friendships. But truly, just because we can doesn't mean we should. So just be very discerning about what you're committing to and make sure that what you're committing to, what you're saying yes to, is not taking away from the real yes that God wants you to give that only you can uniquely give, right? Because it's I, if the devil can't can't destroy us, he's going to distract us. So that gets into number 12, which is eliminate and reduce distractions. Sometimes good is the enemy of great. Sometimes the good, there are lots of good things out there potentially that we could do, but it could be the enemy of the great that God really is calling us to do, right? And the more we spread ourselves thin in terms of time and energy on the lesser things, the less we have for the best kind of things. And so look at the Mary and Martha story in the Bible in Luke when Martha's running around trying to get every anxious, like trying to get everything ready, you know, and serving. And Jesus is like, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and worried about so many things. Mary has chosen the better part. And it was sitting at his feet and being with him, just being with him. And so sometimes I think we we have this idea of of the best thing that we can do is to be productive and do all the things and do to do and serve to serve and yes those things are beautiful those things are important and god wants you to do those things but he doesn't want you to neglect being and being with him being in his presence and being in the presence of the people that you love and loving others in return there's no replacement for that and you don't have to be doing to be lovable to be worthy of love he delights in you just being And I don't think anything has taught me this more than our babies. Like they don't have to do anything. In fact, they make our lives way harder, right? But they are so worthy of love no matter what. We delight in them even when they're not doing, when they're not being productive. That's not, you know what I mean? Yet some point in time in our lives, we start to learn, okay, I am more valuable in the eyes of other people in the world when I am producing when i'm achieving when i'm measuring up to these standards but that's that's a lie my friend our identity is not in those things right so just to encourage you when we are reducing distractions 
we are able to also create more space to be. And sometimes we got to get ruthless about what those distractions are that we got to eliminate. And we got to be really united with the Lord in prayer and ask him specifically, do you want me to do this? Is this something you want me to say yes to? Or if not, give me the clarity here and give me the courage to say no. And the obedience, sometimes it's discipline and obedience. And we need to ask for more virtue in that, right? I know I do all the time. Okay, 13 is to stop chasing perfect and killing yourself to make things perfect. I heard this the other day and I just have really adopted it now because I think it's so true. How many times do we kill our lives to make our work perfect? How many times do we run ourselves into the ground to keep our home perfectly clean? We've got to realize that we need to set a sort of minimum enoughness criteria. What's good enough? We got to get clear on our priorities and our non-negotiables, but also where everything stands in the hierarchy, because what really matters? How can we better align our actions and our time and energy towards that direction? Because what happens is when we're chasing perfect, it's never good enough. And all our energy is going towards the unrealistic standards and we're getting bogged down in things that don't really matter or things that actually make just a marginal impact. Because what a potentially 75-80% solution would be, which would be a good, very good, we spend so much more time and energy to try to get that 80% up to what we feel like would be 100%, but it's only a marginal impact for so much time and energy spent. So it's kind of the law of diminishing returns there. Where in our lives are we falling into that trap of diminishing returns? And it's, it's just killing our energy and also our time. So I encourage you to think about that in work and also at home. Number 14 is to know that you are worthy of your needs being met too. This is alone time. This means asking for help and receiving help when you need it. We need way more help than we oftentimes allow ourselves to receive. And it takes humility. It takes courage. But there's strength in asking for help and being willing to receive it. And a humility there. And and honestly, it's a gift that the Lord wants to give us. We're made for community. We're made to support each other. And I know our society is set up to support a village, but we need it. So we got to just be willing to receive. It also means prioritizing your physical and mental health. It means like knowing that you're worthy of these things, my friend, and that will all give you so much more energy to show up better to your family, to your marriage, to your work, to the people and the things that matter most in your life. And not just though, because it's going to help you show up better, but because you are a human with inherent dignity and worth. And so, therefore, those needs matter. We're so used to sacrificing all of our needs for everybody else, and the Lord calls us to be selfless, and he calls us to love in a sacrificial way. But we also have to be kind of discerning of what's at the root of it, too, and when it starts to get unhealthy. And so what we can do is we can judge a tree by its fruits, and we know what's at the root then, right? And so if we see the fruit is we're just constantly exhausted and burnt out with nothing left to give and we're at breaking points and we're snapping at our kids, we're getting frustrated with our spouse all the time, we have gone a little bit too far, right? And we just have to remember that there are needs that are unmet. And when we recognize those needs and we honor those needs we're going to be able to show up that much better and we're going to have more life left to give we cannot give what we don't have and so if we are not being filled by the lord and honoring that we are both spiritual and physical beings right we have a body and a soul god has made us that way then we won't be able to give very much because we will eventually run out 
and it's just part of our humanity. You know what I mean? We're not God. We're not meant to be God. And so it's just, sometimes it's humbling, right? But when we look at sometimes figuring out where is that unhealthy line of we're, when we're getting into that place of resentment around, oh, it's all on me, it's all on me, or we're resenting our children or motherhood, or we're resenting the sacrifices that we're making, right? Like that's when we can start to examine what's going on in our heart. And if our heart is showing that there's something, there's some form of a pain there, there's some disorder in our heart, it's going to mean that there's going to be a disorder in our lives in some way. And so in order to have a rightly ordered life with our priorities in order, we got to have a rightly ordered heart. And so sometimes it's, it's just a little bit deeper, but just know you are worthy of acknowledging your needs, of communicating your needs, and of those needs being met, my friend. And we're all going to do this totally imperfectly because we all love imperfectly. We're all imperfect human beings, right? That's why we need God. That's why we need his grace. That's why we need his mercy. That's why we need to extend mercy to our family, to forgive them and to ask for forgiveness in return. But we can try, right? And when we see our needs as valuable and worthy of being met too, we can just be so much better of a mother. And it can be a really beautiful gift that we actually are giving our children. Okay, number 15, the last piece that's going to help you boost your energy is to have routines and rhythms, powerful habits that really become second nature to you. So throughout your day, if you're able to integrate these things and restorative energy leveling habits throughout your day, again, can be super simple. When we're able to make healthy choices with what we eat, when we're able to incorporate movement and exercise without really even having to think about it, when it's just part of who we are to be grounded in constant prayer and conversation with the Lord, when we're grounded in gratitude and praise for all of the blessings in our life and for all the ways that he's bringing good through even the hardest things and through the struggles and that he's trying to teach us something through them. He's stretching us and growing us through them. When we are able to have that rhythm of our life that where we know that our priorities have a place, it reduces that decision-making fatigue. We're not anxious and stressed about, oh, how am I going to figure out what's for dinner and you're like trying to dig through the the kitchen and your fridge while your kids are hanging on you and everything because you know you just have a plan for what you're going to be cooking and same thing with reducing decision fatigue around when am I going to find time to exercise and oftentimes it takes the back burner because we don't prioritize it early but when we have those routines and rhythms we've built in those powerful habits it becomes second nature we're going to keep our energy levels more even as well Maybe it's before work starts or before we even start our morning routine as we first wake up. What's our first thing that's going to ground us? It's probably some time in prayer. Whether it's a couple minutes of just orienting your gaze to the Lord, basically fixing your eyes on Christ and dedicating your day to him, offering up everything that you do in the day to the Lord. Like that's a beautiful starting point. And then you jump into your day. Or it could be as you get to work, praying that God uses you for good in the ways that he wants to, and that you can be a source of life in your work environment for him, for his glory. Pray before you go pick up your kids from school or daycare that you'll have the patience, that you will be able to extend grace to them, that you'll be able to raise them up in the ways that the Lord wants you to. You'll be able to extend the love that he wants you to be able to give them. And sometimes we pray for 
the endurance, right, to get through what's going to be a long evening and demanding evening. But we have those moments when we recollect ourselves, when we restore whatever energy is needed, we come back to that place of peace so that we can be that source of peace for the people around us, our families, in our work setting, so that whatever storms are happening around us, whatever is being thrown at us, it's not shaking us, right? We don't, it doesn't have to shake us. We can have that inner composure because we're grounded in the Lord and we're grounded in those things that have filled our cup throughout the day. So that's what I think is so important about this last piece is it's just built in and we can develop this incrementally. This is what I can help you do incrementally. So if you want a good place to start, let's start with a one-on-one coaching call. We can talk through what are you struggling with in the season? What does your day-to-day look like? Where are you feeling drained? Where are you feeling exhausted? What feels the most stressful to you? And we can put together a tailored plan and strategy to give you immediate energy back based on those things that are going to be the highest impact for you. It's going to be beautiful because you will notice a difference right away, even in just one or two days. You can see a remarkable difference in even just a week. Like it's truly incredible how when you start to realize these are all different factors at play, you can start to then pay attention to them and notice them and start to make decisions accordingly. And it just is so freeing because you realize, wow, like these are all things in my control. I don't have to just feel like every day things are being thrown at me from every direction and I'm just trying to keep up with all of them. I'm drowning in all of it. No, we don't have to. It doesn't have to be that way. The Lord wants us to be able to go fight the battles he calls us to fight but we have to have that inner strength and inner peace that comes from him and it comes from also recognizing again we're integrated human beings mind body soul it all matters and it all is going to affect how we feel the way that we show up and everything that we do here to support you if i can help in any way and like i said even in one one one-on-one coaching session we can make a huge difference for you and we can make a really good individualized plan for a couple of very simple starting points for you that are going to already give you some breakthroughs. All right. So you can schedule that in the link below, praying for you, lifting you up. And I pray that even just applying a couple of these tips into your day, into your week, will give you some more of the energy that you really need to do exactly what God calls you to do.